In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you, we thank you, and we praise you for the gift of this day, and for the gift of our church, and we thank you most importantly for the gift of our baptism, for the gift of being Catholic, and we ask you, Lord, to always give us that courage and boldness to be who you've called us to be, and to always follow you with our whole hearts, to keep our eyes and our mind fixed on you. We ask this through our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My brothers and sisters, today is really a great day of rejoicing, and really this entire week is a week of rejoicing, especially for the Catholic Church, uh, because of what we've heard and the great news that we've heard that Roe v. Wade has been overturned, and that abortion will be banned. And this is a beautiful gift for us as Catholics. And amen. We really need to be thankful for this because as Catholics, not only are we called to be, but we are, we shouldn't be ashamed to be pro-life. And we shouldn't be ashamed to really speak that and to proclaim that and to be proud of that, to be proud of the fact that we're Catholic. Now, I know an announcement like this for some people can be difficult, especially for those who have gone through abortions. And I want you to know that Jesus doesn't reject you. The church does not hate you for whatever decision we've made in life if that's led to an abortion. And God's mercy is always available. But as a church now, we need to fight even more. So I want to thank those who have spent so many times praying in front of abortion clinics, going to the March for Life in Washington, D.C. These are important steps that led to this and that allowed this to happen. But we need to work even more as a church and as a community uh, to really, you know, this is going to be an issue that we're going to have to vote on as a people. And we need to be proud and we need to be aware of what the truth is, that abortion is evil and that we need to vote against this. And again, we need to also support women who have unwanted pregnancies. You know, so many Chaldeans, whether you believe it or not, get abortions because we're ashamed. We know that if we're not married and have a kid, that it's Ayyub and everyone's going to talk about us and everyone's going to look at us and we're going to ruin our family's name. And that's what our culture has done to people. And so as a community, now more than ever do we need to step up and support women, no matter what our decisions are. And so let's pray uh, for this beautiful decision and just look forward to be truly Catholics. In this gospel, the line that I really want to focus on is when Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I want you to think of maybe sometimes in our life when we've said something that we've regretted. Maybe it was to our parents, maybe it was to your kids, maybe it was to your spouse. Times in our life where, where something has come out of our mouth that is so nasty, so rude, so angry, and then afterwards we kind of regret it. My brothers and sisters, the truth is something deeper is going on in our hearts that leads us to speak, that leads us to say things that, that we regret to say things that we shouldn't be saying. How many marriages would be saved? How many relationships would be saved if we learned just to deal with our problems rather than to just shout, rather than just to say whatever's on our mind and our heart? 
This is what happens. Because in reality, the nastiness that's in the world, especially if you go on social media right now, wow, the nastiness that's on social media towards the church, as if the church is the one who made this decision, you know, towards Catholics, calling for the death of these judges, calling the Catholic Church a bigot, and all these hateful comments and all of these things are happening because so many people have in their hearts things that they've never ever dealt with. When I don't deal with the things in my life, the things that are going on in my heart, I will be a bitter person, I will be a nasty person, and I won't really be who I'm called to be. Jesus wants us to deal with what's going on. The Lord wants us to, to deal with what's going on in our hearts. All of us at some point in our lives have gone through hard times, gone through difficult times, whether those were small things or very traumatic big events in our life that changed us forever. Now, for a lot of people, when we go through these difficult times, when we go through these stressful times, it's easier just to push the pain down. It's easier just to hide the pain rather than to actually deal with it. And why do you think so many people today struggle with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts? So many people would rather turn towards alcohol, towards marijuana, towards other drugs than actually deal with our problems. And so how do we deal with it? The first way we need to deal with this is by giving it to God. Sometimes when people hear that, they're like, oh, he says give it to God, give it to Jesus. And that is the right response, that is the right answer, but sometimes we just don't know how to do that. We don't know how to give these things to God. We don't know how to give them to Jesus. And the answer is very simple. You just need to go to Him. Just as you would speak to a friend, just as you would speak to a family member, go to God and speak to Him what's going on in here. That's the reason so many marriages fail. That is the reason so many people are miserable because there's so much ugliness happening in our hearts that we're not giving to God. That we're not giving and surrendering over to Him. Think for a second if, if we're sick. How easily we go to the doctor, and let's say we go to the doctor and the doctor tells us, you need emergency surgery right now. We are sending you to the hospital, you need surgery right now. And we're so easy to trust the doctor. Yes, the doctor said I need it, I have to go and do this. Unless you're an ammu and you think doctors don't actually exist and they're not real and you don't take your medication, right. That's like half our parents. But most of us would trust the doctor. We would go to the hospital right away, we would get that surgery right away. And we trust the doctor so easily. We place our hands in his life. We allow him to cut us and to make the things that he needs to do in order for us to heal. Even though that doctor could make a life mistake and we could lose our lives in the midst of that surgery, we trust him anyway. But when God wants to do his work, we're hesitant. When God needs to take certain things from us, when God needs to change us, we're hesitant from God changing. We're hesitant from God working. Why don't we trust Him? Why don't we give these things to Him? 
Imagine how much better this world would be if we actually dealt with these things, if we actually gave them to God. One of the greatest ways to do that is through the Eucharist. You hear us preach so many times about going to the chapel, about going to the Eucharist, because it's real. It's real. It works. It's Jesus present in His body and blood. And now the Eucharist is not just some magical piece of bread and I'm not just going to go to the chapel and just talk to God and give everything to God and I'm going to leave and everything is okay. That's not the reality. Because we so easily give up when we don't see the results. For three years Jesus preached and ministered to the people of God and for three years He was rejected. Jesus was not accepted for three years to the very point that people would spit in his face. They struck him. There's a crazy line in the gospel that I haven't realized, but at Jesus' passion, they covered his eyes when he was standing in front of the soldiers and the Pharisees. They covered his eyes and they slapped him. And they said, prophesy who slapped you. Which means if you're God, tell us who slapped you. You can't see us, tell us. So to the very end of Jesus' life on this earth, He was being mocked. And He suffered. But Jesus never gave up. And that's our example, my brothers and sisters, that when we need to deal with our pain, we should never, ever give up. No matter how hard that pain is to deal with. No matter how hard our suffering is to bring it back up and to give it to God. I think another couple ways that we can do that is through confession. Confession is the most beautiful way of healing. That when I'm going through something painful, especially when that thing has to do with sin, I need to go to confession and confess my sin. And one of the other ways that I want to bring up is honestly, therapy. Psychological help is important. And as Chaldeans, we dismiss it right away. I'll never go to a therapist, I'll never go to a psychologist, I could never do that. You're not crazy if you go to a therapist, okay? I mean, half of us are crazy anyway without a therapist, so what's the difference? <laughs> These are things that are important in our lives in order for us to receive healing, in order for us to give things to God. God can work through a therapist. Now, I'm aware there's plenty of cuckoo therapists out there, right? Don't go to the ones that do new age things and Reiki and all these crazy stuff. But when you find someone that's leading you to God, that's what's important. These things are important in our lives, to seek these things out. And so, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If we deal with what's going on in our hearts, my brothers and sisters, we will find that what happens in our words, in our actions are going to be completely different. Because we're dealing with our pain. We're dealing with our struggles. We're dealing with our suffering. We are dealing with our sin. This is what God would want for us. Today, let's give these things to God. Every time we come to Mass, we have the opportunity to give things to God. You know, one of the most important parts of the Mass where we can do that is when you see the altar servers bringing the gifts to the altar. When you see them bringing the plates and the cup to the altar. That is a time for us to place whatever we need at the altar. So when you see that happening, and in this Mass, when we look at this altar, let's think about that. Like, what do I need to give to God? What do I need to surrender to God? Is it my marriage? 
Is it my business? Is it my relationship with my kids, my relationship with my parents, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, my schooling, my work, whatever is causing pain or whatever is causing some suffering, what do I need to place at this altar? Because what happens at this altar is every time we come to Mass and we celebrate Mass, Jesus is crucified. And so when I place things at this altar in a spiritual sense, what I'm doing is I'm taking it to Jesus as He's on the cross. And so let's take these things to Him in this Mass and let's allow Him to heal us and to deal with this pain with Him. Amen.